Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. For generations, anyone who identified outside the heteronormative model of sexual attraction has had little opportunity to see the love stories of their real lives reflected in the narratives of our pop culture and entertainment. Though people may have opened up their minds in recent years in regard to a lot of social subjects, it's still rare for men or women who identify as gay to find entertainment content that speaks directly to their experience. For those whose social sexual constructs are even further outside the expected paradigms of society, it's nearly impossible. The third is a provocative, sexy new original series created for gay-centric streaming platform Deku. The series follows Jason, played by Sean McBride, a young man who enters into a passionate three-way relationship with an established gay Palm Springs couple, Carl, played by Corey Page, and David, played by Ryland Shelton. But Jason quickly learns that adding a third could bring a whole new set of skepticism, jealousy, and secrets. I recently chatted with the show's creator, Matthew Lynn, who fashioned some of the series after his own real-life experiences in a triad, or thruple. Lynn was inspired to make the series to show the world there are different kinds of relationships that can work, none are wrong or right, and all take some work. I had a chance to preview the six episodes, which range in length from 10 to 25 minutes, and found the show to be well-produced, stylish, and definitely intriguing. Lynn and his team wisely don't pander to their audience about the subject matter. The story is told in a non-linear timeline and is structured as a mystery that we follow through young Jason's eyes. I'm happy to report that the series, in my opinion, is a cut above much of the LGBTQ-themed entertainment that's out there in regard to quality and production. Viewers will definitely feel somewhat challenged by moments that are provocative and perhaps out of their comfort zone. And isn't that often the point of art? But Matthew can bring this to life much better than I can. So let's say hello to producer, filmmaker, and series creator, Matthew Lynn. Matthew Lynn, thank you so much for having time to chat with The Randy Report. I really enjoyed your new series, The Third. Now, my first question, I understand that it was based in part or inspired by your own experience with a three-way relationship. Yeah, I was uh, when I first came out, I was in a uh, triad relationship. My parents said leave and never come back. And so I, I found a, a gay couple who took me in and they were uh, it eventually led into a triad relationship. And that's kind of the original basis of the show. And of course, while we were writing it, I serendipitously ended up in another triad relationship that, you know, as they say, art imitates life, imitates art which I'm not going to say that the, sh the show follows that exactly, but there's definitely some arguments where I ran into the other room and try to remember what we argued about. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I think this series is really well done. I'm, I see a lot of independent and LGBT-themed material for television and for movies, and a lot of it is not so good. But I always want to give someone the benefit of the doubt because I want to encourage creativity. I want to encourage someone to make, even if this isn't the the project, maybe the next one will be. But this is really well done. I think the camera work, the imagery, the actor's work is all very sensitive. And it has a sense of mystery. This is totally not sunny sitcom time. We, we, are, <laughs> not, not. we are not settling down in a three-way happy family 
and at the end, the dog would come running in and jumping on our couch kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> nope. So what made you take this tact with the material is because there's a bit of darkness to it, um, which is not a bad thing, but it's it's not what I was expecting. Happily, I love to be surprised. That's a great question. I, I think that in a lot of ways, it's kind of just sort of the motif that me and my, my business partners like to do. Those are kind of stories we like to tell. There's a couple layers to it in that we wanted to make the show accessible and speak to, you know, middle America mom who doesn't really think she knows gay people. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be able to approach a, a deep subject that ha- has a bit of a learning curve if you're unfamiliar with the, cop- the topic of polyamory. And we, but we didn't want to apologize for it. We wanted to dive deep into who these characters are and, and not have to sit there and, like, handhold people. And I think it's, speaking by what you said, is it seems to work pretty well. I feel like the reality is in, in a triad relationship or a throuple, a three-way, whatever you want to call it, there are a lot of very difficult questions that you have to bring up and you have to deal with. And I think the reality is I think that season one might paint towards the darker side of what it is, but I think there's a lot of beautiful things in what a, a, a triad can be. But there are also a lot of really deep personal, uh, you know, inner looking questions that you have to answer as a, as a person in one of those relationships. And so I wanted to be as like genuine to my experience, which is all I can really speak to uh, about when we made the show. And I think you do that. One of the things I really appreciate about the approach to this storytelling is that you don't seem to pander or talk down to about this subject. And because most people are raised in a world of one man, one woman, Christian-based, blah, 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 blah. And I don't mean to mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah that away, but because that's what most people view as relationships, and that's what they're taught. And you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about this series is as we follow same-sex marriage being the law of the land in the United States as of 2015, and now a lot of the country has been exposed to this and – they're good with it. It's it's about the visibility of these things often that brings about change. Same thing, I think, in the case of transgenderism coming to the fore in the past couple of years and people realizing that transgender people have been with us for centuries. It is not something brand new or some newfangled thing for lighter language. I think it's Absolutely. good that, to be talking about the idea of three-way relationships because I don't believe we all have to ape heteronormative – one man, one woman relationships. That's that's not to say that they're wrong. I personally think that we, we kind of grow up thinking, oh, well, this is what we know, so we see this, so we're going to do that. But there are other exactly. options out there that aren't wrong just because they're different. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I felt in my experience of coming out when, when I came out because of my religious upbringing, my parents said leave and never come back. And once they realized that this person who now considers himself gay in their world isn't going to like turn them into a pumpkin or something and that I'm still me. I just happen to like men and empathy arose and an ability to understand to where my parents stood up in front of a crowd of gay men and uh, 200 gay men and said, I'm a bigot and I did the worst thing I could ever do to my child. That came about because I had the courage to stand up for what I believed and show them that there is another way. And so a big part of my platform has always been empathy and awareness, which is exactly what I try to do with the show. Like I want the average person to be able to watch the show and understand that there are other options out there and that love can be found in a variety of ways. And it's a matter of what works for you. When I was researching on the show, 
I found people who were in 20-year successful polyamorous triad relationships. And they're very happy. It works for them. And, you know, they found what works. And I think that that's what's important. And what I want people to take out of the show is that there's no right way to do it. It's about what works for you. And the only way to do that is to, to communicate that to people and let them know it exists. It's almost along the same lines of if you actually get out of the United States and travel, let's say you go to Africa, culture and how people handle marriage there and how people handle families there can be very different from here. And it is not at all wrong in how they handle their culture and their relationships and everything. It's just a matter of having your mind expanded, I think. And also exactly. for people to take in that just because something different is being presented doesn't mean that what you have is wrong, <laughs> which is, I think, somewhere where some of the defensive mechanism that comes in with some gay relationships happens with the rest of the world is, is I think there's a subconscious feeling of attack that they're being told what they're doing is wrong when – it has nothing to do with them. Yeah, no, I feel like, like as, a, as a global community, once you start to reach out and understand that every culture does things differently, that there's, there's no right way to do it. It's a matter of doing what feels right to you. Two things I want to bring up. One, the storytelling isn't linear. And I found that very interesting. It took me a minute to go, oh, oh, we're jumping back. We're going forward. Okay, that's cool. Was there a reason why or was it just a style that you're comfortable with that you made the choice to kind of jump back and forwards in time? Or It's interesting you say that. I feel like we as a society are so used to the narrative structure of movies to where you start, you middle, and you end. And, right, and there's an arc and everything else. What I love about this new golden age of television that we're entering into here is that you don't have to tell the whole story. You can tell the parts that matter, or you can jump around, or you can do whatever you need to do in order to articulate that story to the best of its ability. And we just we felt like, at the, at the end of the day, that was the best way to tell the story that we wanted to tell. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, you could tell it linearly, but I don't think it would work quite as well or intrigue the audience as much. One of the things that I think that we get from the nonlinear storytelling is that we have to lean in a little bit more. Also, I find when an audience is challenged just a little bit in how they take information in, but then they get it, they feel smart, and people love Absolutely. to feel smart about themselves. It's like this subconscious thing you can do with your audience that makes them feel good about themselves. Then they come away from the experience of watching your material going, wow, I really like that, and I got it. You know, it's a little different, but I picked it. I got it, and I feel good. You know, people feel good about themselves when that happens, I find. Yeah, exactly. I've always found that the uh, gay – there's a bit of a rant, but I've always found that uh, gay content is very similar to Christian content mm -hmm. and that when you're, when you're only preaching to your choir – uh, oftentimes you, you, you get simplified down to very easy things that the crowd can agree with, right? Like, okay, a Christian movie, like the bad guy is the bad guy and he's the devil, right? Like that, that's simple. But I feel like the world is ready for deeper stories. And if you give them a chance and give them the benefit of the doubt that they can understand basic concepts of a relationship and you, you can step beyond the, the simple, we have to explain everything, um, they reward that with, with loyalty uh, because they feel like, when they're treated as adults, they, they view it as adults, and I feel like it opens a deeper level of conversation. Another thing that I thought was very interesting, and you mentioned you come from a religious background, so I'm, I'm going to guess that part of this comes from that, is the way you portray Jason's father is not at all what your stock gay-themed television show or movie would be. 
I'm not giving anything away by saying he's a priest, but he's not a disapproving one. And conversations that he has with Jason are very interesting that he takes the tack that he does. I'm trying not to give anything away in saying this. But it was interesting that you took that character in that direction to me. And I liked it. When a scene would end with the father, I'd be like, uh-huh. Well, how about that? Yeah, I, I wanted to really speak to the relationship I have with my father. I'm, I'm extremely lucky. Uh, a lot of gay men come out to their religious families, and it doesn't end well for them. And it didn't for me at first. But my dad and I have built an extremely strong relationship to where he's now one of my biggest supporters, my, and my mother, too. Um, but if anything, by coming out of the closet, it allowed me to deepen that connection with my father where he learned how to love somebody without necessarily agreeing with everything that they are. And I don't necessarily agree with everything he is. There's a level of respect there. And I feel like I wanted to share optimism and hope for people that you could do this kind of thing because it happened to me and it could happen to you. And I wanted to be able to share that with people on screen. I think what I like about this so much is there's so many surprises and not like, ooh, ah, murder mystery surprises, but there are surprises in each episode, and there's a quietness to the scenes a lot, which makes me lean in. It makes us Thank listen. You. It makes us check out. I'm always, I, I found myself looking at the actor's eyes. I, I wanted to see, really? So there was a lot of interesting choices made. Oh, one more thing that I love, by the way. I don't know how you do this on, on Deku, but... The episodes are not the same length at all, not even close. How does this, I don't, I haven't watched anything on Deku. We don't live in a time of advertising anymore. You're paying a subscription. So the only reason episodes are the length they are, so you can fit the advertisers in in the hour that they're allotted. But now when people watch stuff, they're watching it when they want to, how they want to. So uh, it's, it's truly great as a creative because you can tell the story you need to tell. And it takes the amount of time you need to tell it. And you don't have to fill it with stuff in order to try to fill an hour or anything like that. So is everything, will the, the six episodes be released all at the same time and people can binge watch? Correct. Or will it be, oh good, so it's, it's kind of like Netflix in, in how they release things. It's very bingeable. What I love about that is that I felt like when you, you, you had finished making a point in your storytelling, okay, we're going to end that episode right there, that's done. We've made our point. Mm-hmm. And so some episodes were eight minutes or so. As some episodes are 25 minutes. And I thought that was fascinating because, again, it's, it's something different. Uh, different is not bad. And for the viewer, they may go, oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, I'm so – because we're kind of taught, oh, even without commercials, you have like 27 minutes or whatever in a, in a episode of television. So I, I found that interesting that it was different. It caught me by surprise. I'm like, wait, that's over already? Did I did I hit the snoo what um but I loved it. I, I thought that was very, very interesting. I, I look forward well, to thank you. seeing more on Deku. One more thing. We end on a very open note. Mm-hmm. A very undefined Some might note. call it a cliffhanger. Yes. Another thing I did not expect but you know what? I like that. I like that it wasn't something neat and tidy. I would not call this series neat and tidy. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank yeah, you. I mean it as one. I really do. I think it's like when you get on a roller coaster and you don't know where the next hill is coming or where the dip, next dip is coming or where we're going to slow down or where we're going to speed up. It's very much like that to me. And I like that. It feels like a ride. Well, thank you. 
that's uh yeah that's one of the things i enjoyed about making the show more than the story the way we wanted to tell it and that's that was what was great working with deku versus like a, a standard distributor um they really were like we showed them the scripts we showed we made the pilot we showed them the scripts and they were like okay that's awesome and so they gave us complete creative freedom to go make what we wanted wow as an artist i can understand how getting a green light like that that go for it hey <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, That's don't terrific. screw it up, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, congratulations. How do you feel the response has been from the people that you've spoken to? It's been extremely fulfilling. Uh, we were we were really lucky. We got to do a test screening with like a 95% done rough cut uh, with uh, an audience in Palm Springs of like 300 people. It was extremely positive response. Everybody I've talked to have been doing a lot of interviews and whatnot. It's all been extremely positive and fulfilling to me because this has been a three-year journey for me of making this season uh, from the initial concept through funding and shooting the pilot and getting more funding and then shooting the season. And then now it's coming out and just the feedback I'm getting from people is that everything that I went through to make it was worth it because people are reflecting that they're seeing something they've never seen before. And as an artist, that's, that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest compliment and gift I can be given. Oh, Absolutely. Has anyone said something surprising or something that, that you ha- you stepped back and went, oh, I hadn't thought of that? Has anyone Absolutely. raised – Oh, really? There was a uh, – so we did this test screening I mentioned, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of triads that came to the test screening. And there was actually a guy who left early from the screening. He had to go. But he said, I was, I was bothered by how heteronormative the show was. And I thought that was interesting and in that – his experience in a triad, and he actually had been in a 26-year healthy triad relationship. And I thought, like, wow, like that's really fascinating. Because I can only speak to my experience of being in a triad. I mean, obviously, you tell the story you know. But I thought it was fascinating that even for him, his experience was completely different. And I thought it was empowering in some ways of that I can speak to the core truth of what this is, but I can only speak to a certain degree. So what excites me is, is that hopefully if the show has, has legs and actually goes somewhere, like hopefully it inspires other people to tell their stories of being in a polyamorous relationship or being in a triad. And we can get more depth and more understanding of what it's like to be in these different relationships. You know, I recently interviewed Tom Goss, the singer-songwriter, I know him well. If you know him well, you know he recently released a new album, which is very different for Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, he's on a tour right now. I just saw him in Palm Springs a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it has to do with polyamory, the Uh whole album. And he and I spoke – I've known Tom for many, many years, and he and I spoke about that in an interview also. So it's interesting that I have two projects about polyamory in the gay world that that come up within a short amount of time. You're on the pulse of humanity right now, (laughs) Matthew. This is what people (laughs) are talking about. Three years to get here, and apparently I'm on the pulse. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think this is like those other things I mentioned that need to be talked about because when we talk about things, even if you're someone who may not approve, and I imagine there are going to be a lot of people who may not because they don't understand or don't want to try to understand, or people get uncomfortable with things they don't know. God knows, gay people know that. But isn't that art's job? Is yes. to challenge to challenge our ways of thinking and help us see the world in a different way. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. And so I think it's great that you did this so well. And I want to underscore that you did it so well, because if this was kind of a second rate thing, people would get hung up on the quality. That's my view. Well, thank you. I I, I can't take credit for it. I, I, 
I have been surrounded by an amazing team of people who believed in the project and gave 150% and were there for me when I wasn't able to. So it, it, it's, it's taken a village. But thank you. That's an extreme compliment. But it, I didn't do it alone. It's so nice that it, that it is thorough and consistent in its style and in its storytelling. And it's just rare that we get something this stylish in terms of LGBT-themed content. And so it really spoke to me because I love when someone can actually take something and up the ante and, and really come with an A game. And I really felt like you did. Well, thank you. I, I mean, that's, I'm humbled. Thank you. That's an incredibly kind compliment. Thank you so much again for chatting. And I really look forward to the next season of The Third. Me too. I hope uh, we find out based on how it goes if we get to make season two. We've got it all outlined, so it's just a matter of doing it. Well, congratulations on, on something I really enjoyed. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. I really appreciate the kind words. And if you need anything else for your article, feel free to reach out. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Matthew told me before we ended our call that the mission of his production company, Bridge the Divide Media, is to tell stories on the fringe of society, and he wants to show gay relationships in a way that's never been shown before. The goal is something that doesn't feel like it's gay first, but human first but also not shying away from it or being ashamed by it. He added that many people are now in non-traditional relationships, and the third is about bringing light to them and their unique stories. All of us are looking for somewhere to belong. A reminder, the six-episode first season of The Third begins streaming on Deku on October 24th. Now, a little bit about Deku in case it's new to you. Deku is a streaming entertainment platform, much like Hulu or Netflix, but its focus is on LGBTQ-themed content. For $9.99 a month, you can subscribe to stream gay-centric movies, TV series, short films. They're mysteries, dramas, comedies, sci-fi, the whole gamut of pop culture entertainment. You can sign up for a free seven-day trial to see if it's your thing, and for a limited time, when you sign up, you can get 33% off your first three months, you see where this is going, right? By entering the promo code, the third. P.S. I get nothing whether you sign up or not. This is not a sponsored piece. Thanks again to Matthew for having the time to chat. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com and instinctmagazine.com, where I cover the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.